Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. Christmas is coming. Make sure you get all your affairs in order and get excited for the New Year's. Yeah, a lot of great things happening in 23. So, you've probably heard atheists many, many times ask the question, being that there are so many religions in the world, being that there's so many names for gods and demons and angels and all this, how does one be able to choose the right thing? What is true? What is factual? The question is valid. It is. You look at the salad bar theology, you see all these religions all over the world. You can see that there's over a thousand religions that are dead and gone, that are pretty much unheard of. And then you've got like a handful of religions that exist present day that are on top. The top religions are Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and then underneath everything having to do with paganism or Buddhism or religions that don't actually have a prime mover or a god, but usually the worship or idolization of a man. So, even in our present day, it can be quite confusing for an atheist and even a person who does have faith in a higher power. How do I go about knowing which god is true, which god is real? Well, for those out there that may not know this, and some Christians may disagree with me on this, but the Abrahamic religions are not just Christianity. The God of Judaism and the God spoken of by Islam, as well as Christianity, is all the one and the same, the Abrahamic God. Now, Christians are going to tell you that there's things that they disagree with about the Quran, and of course, if you speak to a Muslim, they're going to tell you the same. There's also groups of friends Christians out there, like Preterists and Mormons, who believe that God not only walked around Israel or uh, Judea, but they also believe that God visited North America as well as other areas in the world, that he wasn't just a God who stuck around in one specific desert and chilled out and, you know, preached his deal. Some people believe that when Jesus died, he died on a cross and then resurrected three days later, and that was the end of everything that he had to say until the finale of the Bible, the, the final, where he returns. But there are other Christians who believe that God has been seen elsewhere. There are Christians all over the United States of America, as well as all over the world, who claim that they have seen manifestation of the God that is spoken of in the Bible, and the Torah, and Dead Sea Scrolls, and there's quite a few different books out there, and then the Catholics also have the Apocrypha, which has a lot of writing that you will not find in your typical hotel room Bible. But still, even though we know all that, what are some of the other things that will indicate that the God of the Bible isn't just another character like all the other false gods that are spoken of? Again, a valid question. There's one thing that differentiates the God of the Bible and the Quran and the Torah and, and Judaism from all of the other religions out there and the concepts of gods. 
And I'll explain in detail why this is so important for you all if you've never heard this term before. The God of the Bible does something that is called breaking the fourth and fifth wall. Now, some people are going to be like, what does that mean? Well, let's put it this way. If you're reading a story that is meant to be fiction, you're reading like a comic book or a manuscript or a story that is meant to be imaginary, usually whenever you're reading about the characters, you are going along with their story and they're talking about what's happening in their fantasy world. They're talking to fantasy characters and the conversations, the dialogue, and the environment is limited to what it is that the author is trying to tell you. It doesn't go beyond that. You never feel as though while you're reading any of this information or stories that in any way it has anything to do with you. You're able to differentiate and separate yourself from the fantasy world and the reality that you live in. All right? Hopefully that makes sense for some people. But if you're reading a biography or you're reading a book about something that actually happened or something that is real, then you are going to notice that there's a many, many things that are going to be talked about that you know truly exist and are possible to actually happen. The Bible is legendary for if you were to do any kind of historical studies or reading, you would be able to find the bodies and the corpses of many of the individuals that were remarked about in the Bible. The areas and the cities and the towns and artifacts and even the currency that they used, you would be able to find that. You'd be able to find their clothing. You would be able to um, find their tombstones or the tombs or the mortuaries or wherever they were buried 90% of the people in the Bible are verified to actually have been real people that walked the earth and actually had this relationship with God. If you were to read something like Hercules or Zeus or a Xena warrior princess or some of the animated cartoons that you've seen on television about other gods or witches and monsters or Harry Potter, you're never going to find Hogwarts because it doesn't exist. Somebody can imagine up some things and maybe make a video game or a movie about it, but it's not a place that you're ever going to get stepped into unless Disney decides to add a haunted mansion with uh, Harry Potter walking around in it. You're never going to go to the city where Superman or Batman hangs out and be able to find any remnants of these figures, as where with Jesus you can find a shroud, you can actually find the location in which he was crucified and the areas in which he walked around. If archaeology, geography, and history, and science doesn't do it for you, and the fact that there's so many different things in the Bible that science keeps catching up to, discovering that these things are true in reality, you're still left with the question, though, okay, let's say that there's truth to that, that you can provide all this much evidence that has been documented for since you were even born. What else is there, and what do you mean, Brett King, by the fourth and fifth wall? 
Well, if you were to open up a book with a pagan deity being talked about, the pagan deity is usually having a conversation, perhaps, with a, a pagan. And they're talking directly to the pagan, and when you're reading about it, you don't feel ever as though the god is aware of you in the story. Because it's a fictional story, the character is speaking to the other characters, and they're living in their own fantasy world. Just like you would discover if you were to read any book in the library out there that is not meant to be taken as reality. But if you read the Bible, or the Torah, or the Quran, New Testament, or Old Testament, you're going to find that the God continuously refers to you directly, the reader. It's as if the character, if you were to call it that, is self-aware and realizes that future audiences and a present audience is listening to what it has to say. It's laying down rules for humanity. It's saying, this is what I want humans to follow. Nowhere in any of the other religions is there a God who is stating, this is how I created the universe. This is who I am. These are my attributes. These are my nature. None of the other religions have a God describing itself, its physicalness, how it exists within metaphysics. It doesn't tell you the existential concept of itself. But this God is telling you how it functions, how it works, and what it is that you as a person and why you have value to it and what you mean. This God goes out of its way to tell you what your meaning and purpose and existence is as where the other gods are simply interested in what they want within the moment because they're a character who is constricted and limited to their environment within the story that was created for them. Which, by the way, if you were to look into anything like Hercules or any of the popular pagan deities or whatever, most of the locations that are spoken of cannot be found, have never been discovered. You'll find temples where people hung out, but it is clear as day whenever you read any of the literature of other religions and other gods that you will never be able to verify any of the things that are being uh, spoken about. And the stories are so out there, even the ones that attempt their own origin story, that there's no way and within five minutes can be argued away as nothing. But even today, even though there's people who complain about some of the things that are said in Genesis or throughout the Old Testament, it is still an argument still going on today that is being debated. What has actually happened? What went on? And we end up finding all this information whenever we explore Egypt and Judea, Bethlehem, all these different places. It is historically affirmed, as where the other religions, they don't have a time frame, they don't have timelines, they don't connect the generations. You don't know who gave birth to who, you don't know who begat who, as where the Bible 
every single book in the Old Testament is telling you who's the father of who, who is the child, who is the offspring. You know, that big boring thing that you always read about, he begat he, Saul begat this, Seth begat that, Adam, Eve did this, yada, yada, yada. And it's telling you who these people made love with, who these people reproduced with, and they are creating genealogies. And they're telling you what's another fascinating thing is there is no other God or religion in the world that has it to where there's over a hundred writers talking about the same entity over and over and over. When you read the Bible, you're not reading one single novel of one guy who's trying to represent the concept of God. You're reading 70 to 80, and some people are claiming that there's even more books out there that, for whatever reason, the uh, Christianity and Islam decided that they did not want to be a part of the book or didn't feel that it was necessary to put in the book. But a lot of these writings can be found, and a lot of people don't know this either. There are still many books that are still being translated and interpreted, and then choices have to be made if it's going to be added or just simply get its own volumes. Fourth wall, fifth wall. A Christians, The Christians are the first to tell you, as well as Jews, that whenever they read the Bible, they know that they're not just reading a historical document. If you've ever read the Bible, then you know repeatedly, whether you're an atheist or a religious person, the God, whenever it's speaking, or even Jesus Christ, whether you believe he's God or just simply a separate entity, the Son of God, he speaks directly to his audience, but he also speaks directly to you. And that is one of the main differences that all the other God stories don't have. Jesus says, this is going to happen in the future. The Bible is legendary for prophecy and prophesizing, as where the other gods are usually speaking about what is happening in the present moment during the time that story is actually existing. Basically, the gods are going to have problems with other pagan gods and so on within that time period. But rarely do they ever tell you, in the future, I am going to return and I am going to bring judgment and wrath down on humanity. I am going to do this. Nor do these other stories ever tell you that this God plans on walking the earth and predicts that it's going to do it and then have the historical information to actually back it up. That's the difference between reality, fiction, and fantasy. A fantasy character is rarely going to talk at you. I'll give you an example of something that they've been doing just recently in a lot of movies and television shows where if you watch like a trailer of Deadpool or something, the guy, the actor Ryan Reynolds, who knows he's playing Deadpool, will sometimes look at the camera and speak directly at the audience, showing that he's aware that he's not just playing a goofy character, having fun, but he wants the audience to be in on the, the game, on the joke. Well, that's what God of the Bible does. He wants to know that you're all a part of the conversation. He wants the reader and anyone listening to know 
I am the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha, the Omega. I am the creator and the destroyer. I am he who gives and takes away. He is talking to you. It actually uses, this is going to scare you a little bit for some people out there that may not have read the Bible. But in the other religions, when you're reading the fantasy fictional gods, they are usually speaking directly to the character, the fictional character they're talking to, and they mention them by name. But there's many times where Jesus Christ sits up and he says, you. He makes sure that he affirms you are who he's talking to. People who are presently around him at the time get the impression that he might just be talking directly to them. But Jesus will say, you have heard, you have seen, yet you do not know. You this, you that. He's talking directly to you. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Do you understand? You, you, I am. He's introducing himself. He's introducing himself to the people around him, but he's also self-aware that what is happening in the present is also going to happen in the future as well as the past. And he's saying, I am, and I am the person that has been spoken about in the past, and I am also the person that you are going to see and receive and interact with in the future and engage with. None of the other gods of any of the other religions do that. They do not break the fourth or fifth wall. You. You remember that. A lot of Christians have a tough time with this discussion because they have the same issue that some non-believers do. They don't read the actual Bible cover to cover. They don't incorporate. Unfortunately, some Christians find themselves in a position where they listen to what their preachers say or what their relations say or their family, and they don't look deep into it, and they don't try to incorporate. Some people have an extremely difficult time being able to absorb that it's not just this that's being spoken to, and this message isn't just for these people but it's for everybody. The fact that God made rules, and he also told you what the future would be, and even used symbolic nature to tell us that we were going to become more advanced than what we were then, he's talking to all of us. He's letting us know. He's saying, in this day, you are going to know this. You are going to see this. You are going to see signs. Talking to people that are all about past, present, and future. Omniscience, omnipresence, all-knowing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe me, the simple way to find the truth and the facts about what I'm claiming is just to simply read the Bible. Feel free to read about the other religions. Feel free to open your mind and look into what the other ones are saying, and I guarantee you're going to find the same thing that I did. I didn't just get off the bus one day and decide to join Christianity. I didn't just say, well, Christianity is what I heard about whenever I was a kid, or I joined the religion because I was afraid. I looked into all the different religions. 
I already tried atheism, agnosticism, deism, and all that stuff. But whenever I became an adult and I really opened up my heart and mind and really started looking into this material, I started realizing huge distinctive differences between the God of the Word, the living God of the living Word, was speaking directly to me and you. And you'll discover that too if you just simply put down your arrogance and pride and read it for yourself. You're a part of that book from beginning to end. Perhaps it's one of the reasons why God says that he has a plan to begin with. Because it is all written. It is all known. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the video. Make sure you check out my community section, and you can also check out my links in the description. You can check out my books, and you can also listen to me on the radio. I have absolutely an abundance of information and radio discussions and debates and all that that you can enjoy. God bless.